give God glory in their house today. Anybody know God is real? Come on, let's praise Him. Come on, let's clap our hands and lift our voices. Come on, cry, tell it. Sing it for me now. She. Welcome to the Journey Home Outreach Ministries Online Radio Show. I'm your presiding pastor, Pastor McCarty, Chicago-based poet known as Sister Pucci. And you were just listening to Jeff Wilford in the Volunteer Mass Choir with Jesus is Real because he just is so real. Um, that is, he's just real. Okay? <laughs> that is just a powerful song. All right, everyone, we're back uh, with another segment of the studies of the book of revelation this this uh episode is the inner correction the letter to the church of 
um, pet, pet uh, what what church am I on? Hold on now. <laughs> I said I was not going to do this show, and then I jumped on. Uh, this is the Church of a per Pergram, the Church of Pergram, and um, wow, there's a lot in this letter. The Lord, our Savior Christ, not only uh, thanks them for staying faithful to His name and faithful to their faith, so He He does. He does give them the correct things that have done, and he he gives them accolades for that. But he really goes into the things they haven't done. And as I was trying to study this, and you know, and my study is a lot of praying and asking the Holy Spirit to reveal the mysteries of the Bible, and asking the Holy Spirit to give you know, and God to give me wisdom. These are the things that. I do in order for me to get on and try to make sense of it first to myself. So what you're doing is hearing the pastor make sense of all this. And the Holy Spirit has been guiding me. This was a big one because this letter, all of the letters, let me step back. All of the letters deal with the churches of major and minor Asia, which are different regions now but they dealt with the churches um and the problems that the churches were facing then but these letters can be applied to today if you look at how you practice your faith and listen to the warnings that was given you would be able to see some of the pitfalls that have been passed on generation by generation by generation. And these letters are trying to warn us of those things. Amen. So in all of this, we're going to try to take this just the way God gives it to us, precept by precept. He never, you know, he gives it to us a little bit by a little bit. So we're going to jump into the reading. Now, of course, I read in the mighty name of Jesus. I just want to jump right into this lesson because it's very meaty, very meaty indeed. Message to Pergamon and to the, I read in the mighty name of Jesus, and to the angel, divine messenger of the church in Pergamon. He asked John to write this. And let me get it into the right. Um, not, not everything that we read in Revelation is going to be crystal clear. <laughs> but he said, these are the words to him who has the sharp double-edged sword. I know where you live, where Satan has his throne. Yet you remain true to my name. You did not renounce your faith in me, not even in the days of Anubis, my faithful witness who was put to death in your city where Satan lives. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. There are some, some among you that hold to the teachings of Babylon, who brought Balak 
to, who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin so they would eat food sacrificed to idols and commit sexual adultery and morality. Likewise, you also have those who hold fast to the teachings of the Nicolaitans. Repent, therefore, otherwise I will soon come to you and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Whomever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give him some of the hidden manner. I will also give the person a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. So that's very special. All right, that's Revelation, the second chapter, the 12th to the 17th verse. I want you to reread that slowly on your own. Piece by piece, we're going to break it down. I forgot to tell you to get your Bibles, but I hope you know by now when I start talking, it's going to be in the Word, so you need to have your Bible. All right. When he talks about the one who has the, the double-edged sword, we're talking about judgment. The judgment of God and Christ. You know, so... He had, that's why he said, I will come after and fight with them with my mouth. I will judge you. You don't, you know, you don't want that, that judgment. And we're, we're working on making sure we're okay doing the final judgment. And that's why we're studying all of this. But what he says to them is he, he, he really applauds them for the fact that someone was killed in the name of Jesus uh, remember last letter he said you have to be willing to die for his name and and Anipus was killed was a prophet who was killed because he held true to his faith he held true to the teachings of Christ and and subsequently was killed for those beliefs but even though they were doing all of that right and they were living in the name of Jesus and moving in the name of Jesus what they began to do was mix doctrines. The doctrine of Christ is very straightforward, and that's one of the things that we have been teaching and, and learning and reviewing for all of these years on this, on this platform. But there are some things that get passed down, some ideologies that get passed down from generations to generations, and Things that are not in line with what the gospel really is talking about. One of the things that he refers to, and it's not the first time this was referred to, and that is the theology of Balaam. Balaam was a prophet during the time when the Israelites had uh, were going into the promised land. And the king, Balak, at that time, was looking for a way to make them stumble, make them fall, make them, you know, turn, lose grace and favor with God. So Balaam actually, who had spiritual gifts, decided that he would sell his spiritual gifts to the king in order to perpetrate this evil. 
how does that have to do with so oh, I wouldn't do that in my in my faith well that's that's not the that's not the the lesson God intervened that plan uh and I want you to read the book of numbers about this whole story because he intervened that plan he humbled that Balaam and and but Balaam then found a back way since he couldn't bless and curse them because he had the spiritual gift to bless and curse the Israelites since he couldn't curse them what he did is he started counseling the king Balak on how to get the Israelites to fall from grace like making them eat uh you know uh, uh food sacrifice uh to idols and uh he was trying to get the, the, them, the Israelites to sleep with the the women, certain women, um, during that time. All this sexual immorality, uh, you know, fornication and things like that. Just living loosely, what was happening is even though they were holding true to the name and the basic principles of Christ, they were introducing all of these things that were just not Christ-like. And the lesson with Balaam is the willingness to compromise your conviction for personal gain. This is where it's going to hit a lot of people. For money. Whoa. Because we are even now to the point where we are so into the prosperity, so-called prosperity gospel, that, you know, God's going to give me a Cadillac. If, if Jesus was here, he would be riding a donkey attitude. That is not part of the doctrine. <laughs> Let me read 1 Timothy. Grab your Bibles. The 6th chapter. The 6th through the 10th verse. Again, I read in the mighty name of Jesus. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we, have, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and, and, and a trap and and into many foolishness and harmful desires that pl plague people into ruin, plunge, that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the fate and pierce themselves with many griefs. Let the church stop and acknowledge and say amen. The love of money is the root of all evil. Okay, I want to put a, you know, have you understand, God is going to provide and give you Anything you want. Last 
episode, I was telling you the currency of heaven is faith. Your faith is what gives you access to wonderful, wonderful things, not only on earth, but in heaven. So you don't have to worry about that. He will find a way to send you on a cruise or make sure you have a reliable car. What he's talking about is being content with what you have. If God he gives you a roof over your head and food to eat, he has done and fulfilled his promise to you. He has taken care of you. What he wants you to do is be content with what you have. Not to chase the love of money is hard. I live in the United States as a capitalist country. It's all about money, 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 money. And money is the, oh Lord, he's telling you right here that money, those who want to get rich, fall into temptations and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that push you into ruin and destruction. It allows a conduit and a door to open for Satan to come in and start tempting you on all kinds of levels. We all have things that we are our weakness. And Satan knows what those weaknesses are. He knows what, what, what really will get you going. He knows what, what sin that you have problems not doing. He knows. When you're talking about the philosophy, the, the theology, or, or, or the doctrine, I should say, of Balaam, it is pretty much the teaching or the view that in Christianity you should compromise your convictions for popularity or for financial gain or for sexual gratification or for personal gain or for money. It treats, you know, sin like it's no big deal. And sin is a big deal to God. And there's no big sins or little sins. He said, you sin, you sin, you sin. But he's giving you a way to deal with your sinful nature. And that is by following Christ. Now, by following Christ, remember, he came as a poor carpenter. Even though his father in heaven could have sent him down as a rich ruler. He could have, but that would have diminished the most important lesson, the humbleness, the contentment of whatever God gives you, when he gives it to you, fine. Yes, you should tithe. You should help further the gospel. That's what he requires in Malachi, but it is not to be used as a money exchange. It is used as a blessing exchange. Your blessing comes in different ways, not just money. You get blessed just to make it home, depending on what city you live in, depending on what country you live in. You get blessed just to make it through the end of the day without losing your life and be able to wake up the next morning and rejoice God for giving you another day. It's getting back to what's simply what life is all about. There is many, many Bible verses throughout. Um, like I said, I want you, you have to read numbers to really understand Balaam and the Balak situation. But 
if you go to Matthew's, uh, the fifth chapter, the 13th verse, it really starts talking about how um, you're supposed to be able to tell believers from non-believers. You know, we're not, we're, we're, we're not of this land. We're not of this world. Right? So, if I don't believe in Christ, I should not look like someone who, I mean, if I, if I believe in Christ, I should not look like someone who doesn't believe in Christ. I mean, there should be a distinction between us, and people should be able to see that distinction. So, in um, Mark, that's Mark, uh, Matthew 5, 3, it talks about that. I had a little glitch in the computer. Hold on, everybody. It talks about it. And we're going to read it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for their Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It talks about it. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Again, all throughout the Bible, it talks about blessed are the poor. <laughs> okay. And also, if you go to First Peter 1, 2, uh, um, First Timothy, Romans, it start it talks about the whole doctrine of Bala. What this is really is saying is that we need to look in ourselves and look at our motivation and do our own self correction. These are what these letters are about. And you know, if you're found yourself giving in order to get from God, we have gone astray. We've learned that. And I do call it the prosperity gospel. Um, that's not what Christ would be doing. And it's not what the word of God has instructed us. Does God want us to be rich? God says we are rich. Even when we're poor. That's what the last letter was talking about. Everybody, if you have any questions, please, please email the ministry. J-H-O-M-O-R-G-1 at gmail.com. Someone on the team would definitely get back to you. We have some studied saints on here waiting to have a discussion with you. If you go to J-H-O-M-O-R-G is the website. There's a contact form there to do. There's a whole bunch of 12 people waiting to talk to you and and be there for you also i will on the last in the first saturday starting in december we will be stopping the music and having a call-in show be live on blog talk radio on saturdays 10 o'clock in the united states central standard time and that would be in in i'm gonna say in africa that will be like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. There will be a chat room for those who can't call in who want to ask questions. Donald 
the prophet will be in the chat room assisting me donald's on the board and he's also the director of the young adults for christ so i'll watch out for those announcements and watch out for seeing the shows the shows will be recorded so you will be able to hear what the conversation will be but we're going to start talking a little bit deeper about the christian walk about your christian walk okay this is not about judgment i'm not a judge don't call me and ask me to rank sins because a sin is a sin this is about how do i get in contact and connection with the holy spirit and jesus so i can work out what i need to work out because on judgment day the only person that's going to be there is you and your savior so you need to be able to contact and connect with your Savior. All right, everybody. I hope that word blesses you. Again, let's get into the musical part and reinforce this. The first thing up on the mic is, um, you know, we are going, the first up on the mic is going to be DJ Shaheen. All right. DJ Shaheem, DJ Shaheem, DJ Shaheem, he's going to bring it home. We need to let this marinate in us. And this gospel, mostly gospel mix, will help us do that. Here we go. Fire!
giving honor, God, Heavenly Father, I'm moving to your spirit, control every part of my life and all the drama, even through the pain, even through the problems, I'ma still praise your name, I got a little testimony, wanna tell you about it, devil tried to break me down, knock me off the mountain, I told my mom about it, she just started singing, shouting, said my blessings coming soon, flowing like a fountain, your faith stronger through your trials and your tribulations, but give it all to God, a little time, a little patience, name it, claim it, your joy coming in the morning time, keep this on your mind, even on your grind, take him with you everywhere you go, to keep your soul fed, she rubs some blessed oil on my forehead, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, take control, make him whole, joy coming full forward. Yeah, and he's waiting to 
this right here. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I don't know if I gave you the rules for the dance break. You were supposed to be getting up and praising the Lord, but I don't think anybody had a problem with doing that. And you were supposed to listen to the message, and I don't think you had a problem with that. Next up in the mic, the pastor is going to come up with her mix. And this is the inner correction mix. All right, here we go, everybody. Sister Poochie. Let's let's keep this praise party going. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Dance break with Chicago's very own Sister Poochie. Mixing it up at jhom.org. Go, Pastor!
Sister Poochie giving you hit after gospel hit.
Everybody hold on, hold on to God's unchanging hand. Hold on to his unchanging hand, everybody. I hope those mixes blessed you and I hope it got you into thinking about what the week's reading was. Don't forget to go back and reread, reread the uh, Bible verses that I gave you. That would be Revelation, second chapter, the 12th to the 17th verse. First Timothy, the 6th to the 10th chapter. And Matthew, 5th chapter, 3rd verse. And I'm going to leave us again with Timothy, 6th chapter, the 6th to the 10th verse. And it says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world. And we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we have been, <clears throat> we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptations and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people are eager for money. Some people eager for money. Have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Everybody, pray to the Holy Spirit to unleash the mysteries of the Bible. Pray to our great I Am to give you wisdom. And may God smile and keep you, smile upon you and keep you until we meet again. Alright, we're going to roll out of here like we always roll out of here. See you next time. With, we're going to roll out of here with Society Hill Music. With how great thou art. Everybody, peace, love, and blessings. Bye-bye.